I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 165, and I'm calling this It's Not Christmas Unless... dot dot dot. I'm going to share a few things that kind of has to happen at Christmas, or it's quote-unquote not Christmas. I mean, obviously it's always Christmas, no matter what, but it just feels better when these certain things happen. So this episode is coming out on the 22nd. So just a few days till Christmas. I just feel like, wow, the last couple weeks have gone by way fast. I thought we had like this extra week kind of between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I was like, we have so much time. (laughs) One thing I was thinking the other day is like, There's no really behind in Christmas because you could get a Christmas gift on Christmas, but let's say you get a Christmas gift after Christmas. No one's going to be like, dang, I wish you would have given it to me earlier. That's lame. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe someone could say that, but I think in general, Something that I need to process a little more is that my timing is different from other people's timing on what gets done at what time throughout the Christmas season, and it's all okay. Because sometimes I think I get down on myself because I am kind of a last minute person, but I get it all done. And so that's just something I'm going to slowly try to work on improving, but I don't need to feel bad because there's not like this quote unquote timeline that we just all have to abide by. Some people like getting it done early and some people get it done right in time or late and it's all good. So wherever you are, try to do your best to really understand the whole point, right? Is to be aware of God's love for us and that he sent his son. He loved us so much. And that's why we celebrate and why we try to share that love through presents and gifts and cards and all the things we're doing. So as we try to share that love and remember the whole point of this Christmas season, I was thinking about some things that I just feel like happen every year and it's just a fun that we do and it's kind of like not Christmas unless we do this. Now this idea sort of crystallized a little bit this past weekend where I got free tickets to see the Cleveland Orchestra. Do you guys know that the Cleveland Orchestra is the number one orchestra in the world? I think I kind of forget that a lot and they're so good and we ended up getting tickets to this Christmas show and then last year we got Someone gave us tickets to the same Christmas show. And it's just amazing what a really good orchestra sounds like. 
<laughs> They're so good. And it was so fun. They had a choir with them, the Cleveland Orchestra Choir Plus combined with like the Cleveland State Chorale. And, and so they sang some songs and it just was so fun to celebrate in that way. And I had mentioned earlier in like December, I was like, that would be cool if we could go see the Cleveland Orchestra Christmas show again. And then we just kind of got busy and I was like, oh, it's probably even too late to even try to get tickets. And then a friend of mine, sadly, her child got sick and she offered us these tickets. And I was like, yes, awesome. So we are at the Cleveland Orchestra and they sing a lot of Christmas songs. And I think the one thing I just love is that you're at this like big community event and they're singing about Jesus. And it's so awesome and everyone's enjoying it. And I just don't think that happens often. And so that was just really fun is this big orchestra and these big choirs are singing about Jesus. So one thing I have been like wanting to hear all season is the Hallelujah Chorus. And so my oldest son is in a choir at BYU and they had this big Christmas program with all of their choirs and the Philharmonic Orchestra and it was live streamed and so we were like tuning in and I was like oh I hope they do the hallelujah chorus I love hearing that and it was all it was such a good program but they didn't end up singing it they had this like amazing like first noel like finale that was a really quite fantastic so I was like fine I guess maybe I won't hear it this year and then I got tickets and they sang it at the Cleveland Orchestra in this beautiful choir. And it was even better because it was so good, you know? No offense to any like high school choirs who have done it, but sometimes it's like, ooh. Okay, so, and I just love like standing up for it. And when I was in a choir in college, we would sing it every Christmas as well. And I just have it memorized pretty much. And so I just love humming along or kind of singing along and, and it, I feel like reading in Revelations this year about King of Kings and Lord of Lords and he will reign forever and ever. It was just fun to like make those connections this year and really enjoy that music. So I was super grateful for that. And that was like a little Christmas wish that got fulfilled that I really was sort of like a side wish, but I was super grateful to be able to go. So that made me think, like, what are some things that you kind of like either crave to hear at Christmas time, like me and wanting to hear the Hallelujah Chorus, or what are some things that like, oh, this is what we always do, and it's just not Christmas unless we do these things. So I'm going to share just a few with you, and I'm sure it's different for everybody. And so we travel every other year because we like um, switch off being with my family and with Nate's family for Christmas. And we've done that like our whole marriage. And so we kind of have like two different Christmas types. We have the staying home type and the traveling type. Both are fun. I actually love both of them. So these are a few things that just always happen no matter what type of Christmas we're doing. So one of which is going to see the nativity exhibit. And we are kind of lucky since we live in 
Cleveland and we're close to Kirtland, Ohio, and it has the the Kirtland historic sites that are from our church that every year for, I don't know, it's been almost 20 years that they have put together this nativity exhibit where people donate nativities and they set them up and they're just all around the visitor center and you can just go in and just look at all the different nativities. I just love going there. So this past weekend, I think it was on Sunday, I was realizing that between what was happening like during the week, there wasn't going to be time to go see the nativities. And so we're like, we got to go see it today. And so we just picked up and made sure we saw it. And it kind of was like another thing like, oh, I just love seeing all the different types of nativities. There's these cool glass ones and wood ones and all from different countries. And one of my favorites is there's this one, and I can't remember what country it's from, but they make all of the animals and the figures from like Coke cans and Sprite cans. It is so cool. And then someone donated this whole village, and I think it was from like Italy. It's just so cool. And there's one part of it where the fireplace is literally looks like it's going, like it's this glowing fireplace. So cool. So that is one thing. I just love like every country's interpretation and all the different ways we can see the different nativity exhibited. Okay, so that also brings me to my next one is when I set up my own nativities. So no matter if we're staying home or traveling, those things always get up. Actually, most of our decorations always get up. But I love that part of just, I've gathered a bunch of nativities over the years thanks to my parents and their traveling and a few friends who have given us gifts from different countries. And then we've slowly just gotten a couple. And so we have this kind of really cool collection. Some of them are in snow globes. Some of them are like bigger ornaments. And then we've got One that I started with when I did a study abroad in Israel, I made sure to get a nativity scene made of olive wood. So I have that. So I've had that for years and years. So that's the one we started with. And then when my parents served a mission in Ghana, they brought everyone back a nativity from there. And then I have another one from Ethiopia from a friend. They lived in Ethiopia for a while and they brought back this cool nativity And then we've just inherited all these, like we inherited one from my husband's great aunt who like painted all the porcelain pieces herself and just got a gift of one. And then I had a friend who made these cute little, it's just like a Joseph and Mary and Jesus. And they're made out of little pots, little tiny pots. And they're so cute. So I just love setting those up. And I kind of take a nod to the nativity exhibits that are in Kirtland. I try to put little trees and like make it look all cute and anyway, little candles around them. So it's kind of fun. I really enjoy doing that. So I love setting up my nativities. Okay, next one is just singing Christmas songs. And the past few years I've been in this women's choir and we've been able to perform a different like senior centers and we performed this year for like a senior lunch and a senior dinner and then like a 
it was sort of for some veterans. And so we just get to sing Christmas songs. And I love rehearsing Christmas songs and learning new ones and singing the melody and the harmony. I actually love singing the harmony. It's like my favorite thing. And just the opportunities to perform in a group. I don't love performing, let's say, as a solo, but I love singing with a group. So that is what I also love about Christmas time, singing in a choir. Okay, so then wrapping Christmas presents to a cheesy Christmas movie would be another one for me. Nate and I do this every year. Some years we do it earlier than others, but we always try to find a cute movie that we haven't seen. We get recommendations from a few of our friends or like an old Christmas movie. And then we just watch it while we are wrapping our presents. That's something we always look forward to. Okay, then another thing that I've kind of decided that I actually really like doing, even though sometimes it feels like a hassle to get out, is a Christmas letter. And it's hard, like when you have Christmas cards and you add a Christmas letter, it just adds another layer of like, oh, this is going to take a little bit to actually get out. But as I do, I just love, I take a minute to share a little bit what's happening with each of our kids and with us and then what we've experienced over the years. And it's just like a good little reflection. So I actually do like writing the letter, even though sometimes it can feel like extra added burden. But I think lately I've just, as I think about enjoying that moment, this year I really did like it. So I really like that. Okay. Here's one thing I really like that we have done throughout, I don't know, maybe it's been the past 15, 17 years as a family. We do gifts for Christmas, like we call it our gold frankincense and myrrh style presents. And I'll explain a little bit. So years ago, I remember going to my ward relief society had a activity where everyone came and shared one of their favorite Christmas traditions. And one that I really liked was when someone shared the idea of doing three presents each year for their kids, just like the wise men gave three presents of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you think of gold as like a worldly gift, obviously. And then frankincense and myrrh, one is a useful gift, and then one is a meaningful gift. And each year, it's super fun to be able to think about how we're going to do Christmas. So they get kind of like a main bigger gift, like their gold gift. And then we try to do something that can be really useful to them. And then it's fun to try to think of something meaningful each year. And that actually can be kind of hard too. But this year, I'm really excited about our meaningful gift. It was kind of an easier one, but I think we'll be super meaningful to everybody. But I can't tell you guys. I'll tell you maybe in the next episode because I have a few kids who actually do listen to this. So I want them to be surprised. And that also makes it really easy to just stay within a certain bound at Christmas because it's like you could go crazy and just get a ton of stuff for your kids. And that just really helped us like have a focus for our Christmas. And keep it kind of simple. Okay, I was asking my kids what are some things that really mean Christmas to them. And one were a couple movies. They said 
It's a Wonderful Life, which we usually watch either Christmas night or sometime during Christmas break. And then also the Muppet Christmas Carol. Seriously, the best one, you guys. If you haven't seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, you have to see it. (laughs) It's just the best. Okay, so then a couple more things that I love doing is my husband and I just have a date night out usually once during the season to like finish up our shopping for the year. So it's just super fun to just go out together. And sometimes we have dinner, sometimes we don't have time for that, but we just shop and kind of finish up everything. Okay, then one thing that we try to do, my husband does, I don't really do this. So I don't know if I can say it's not Christmas, but I love when we put our lights up, you know, on our house or around our house. It's taken us a few years to kind of like find what we like and that's simple enough that we can put it out in like an hour (laughs) so it's not too time consuming. And so we have this fence that we put lights up and then we just put some lights around our door and a couple trees out in our front. And it's really simple, but I love it when they're up and we always try to get it done, even if it's like halfway through December and we've been so busy or the weather's been so bad, like we missed the good weather window that we get it in. And then usually because sometimes we've gotten it in, like done it a little later, they like stay up longer. Like who doesn't love just lights, right? They're super fun. So that's Christmas. And then the last one I think is one thing that we love doing on Christmas Eve and we usually do this when either we're traveling or staying home is reading of Luke 2. And over the years, we've had all of our kids dress up. When I'm with my family, we have this giant extended family. And my sister has collected all these different dress ups so everyone could dress up and be an animal. And it's just been always so hilarious as we try to put on the reading of Luke 2, but it's always just a fun thing to do right during Christmas Eve. And it just felt weird. I remember the first year, I think after my mom passed, that no one wanted to dress up. And like, it just felt like something was wrong. (laughs) So we're going to keep dressing up. I don't care how old my kids are. I just think it's so fun. So those are a few things. Now, one thing as I was looking over my list, I was like, oh my gosh, I did not even put something like serving others. (laughs) It's not Christmas unless I serve others. And I think sometimes that's true, but also sometimes I feel like there is a lot of pressure during Christmas to feel like, oh, you have to make the perfect Christmas and do good. And if you don't do good, then somehow it won't be Christmas. And Each year I try to do something and in general, I try to do regular times where I serve people, but it can just feel like almost like this pressure of like, you should do this. So I'm just going to relieve that of myself. I don't have to do that. That's one thing that I get to choose to do. I usually try to find a way to serve someone during the season, which is always good, but I don't like it when it feels forced or like... I'm only going to have a meaningful Christmas if I have some meaningful service. Because I think as I was realizing, like, when I go sing for a senior center, I guess technically that is some type of service and that is going to serve people. 
And when you're taking time to like give gifts to your neighbors or send out a letter or send out cards, that is really a service. It's showing that you love somebody. And taking time with family, even putting out lights is like a service to light up the world, like literally. So not everybody does it. It takes a little more effort to do that. So sometimes I think if we think of small ways that we can serve, that we're doing it more often than we even realize as we help share our Savior's love with other people. So do you guys have things that it's like has to happen, like has to happen during Christmas season or it's not Christmas? What are those things? You make sure that they're done. It's kind of fun to think about that. And I'm sure there's also like food or I don't know, just different experiences. And I think my favorite time is like everything being done on Christmas day afternoon. And it's just you work so hard to make this day happen. And it just feels good to like relax and enjoy it all. The joy of the season. I love that part too. Okay, you guys. Thanks for listening. I feel pretty grateful that I get to do this podcast and that there are people that will regularly listen to it. So thank you for that. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year. And I will be back a week or so after January. All right. Have a good break. See you. See ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening. 